This episode of Radio Techers is brought to you in part by Trip Surfer Vacations. Travel is opening up again, and we know you're ready to go. Trip Surfer Vacations has great all-inclusive packages for your next beach vacation and all the info you need to know about your next trip. So whether you're headed to the Cancun, Cozumel, Cabo, or the Caribbean, Trip Surfer Vacations has you guys covered. We even have partnerships for European adventures as well. So we know you're ready to go. Visit TripSurferVacations.com and let them know that Radio Techers sent you. Y'all have fun out there. Rumkey is hiring CDL drivers age 19 and up, and drivers are paid based on experience. Rumkey CDL drivers earn $1,000 to $1,300 per week and more than $10,000 in bonuses possible in their first year. Rumkey drivers are home daily, work in a recession-resistant industry, receive great benefits and performance incentives. Start a lucrative career and apply now at rumkeycareers.com. Equal opportunity employer restrictions apply. This episode of Headlock Talk is brought to you by... Austin-based company Naturally Hemp's and their new line of CBD gummies. These gummies are made with 100% baked-in, pharmaceutical-grade, non-isolate-based CBD. What we're talking about here is the entourage effect. The entourage effect refers to the stronger effect you get when combining multiple cannabinoids together, as opposed to just CBD. Full-spectrum CBD, or CBD distillate, tends to be more potent and last longer, which is what we're talking about here. Unlike some other brands that use a spray-on CBD, Naturally Hemp CBD distillate is baked in, so you know you're getting the full dose with each gummy. I personally use them for all kinds of things, like sleep aid or muscle pain. And did I mention they taste great? They got five flavors. Uh, strawberry, green apple, lemon lime, watermelon, and get this, the orange flavor has vitamin C in it. Ooh. So... If this sounds like something you could go for, head over to your nearest Create a Sig vape shop and pick yours up today to see for yourself the difference Naturally Hemp's gummies can make in your life. It is April the 4th, 2020, and we have just finished watching WrestleMania 36 Night 1 on the WWE Network. And you're listening to Headlock Talk, where we've brought in our good friend Mags to help break down the show for us. So stick around. It's going to be a fun time. Welcome, everyone, back to yet another episode of Headlock Talk. Oh, snap. Oh, snap, indeed. I am, of course, the Texas Gentleman Tanner Pruitt, and as always, right across from me, the one and the only Mr. Stephen Grudy. Howdy, howdy. Howdy, Stephen. How are you doing this evening? I am great. Fantastic, I'm man. great. Fantastic. Yep. It, it is WrestleMania weekend. It sure is. We just watched night one. And we're not alone. We are joined by a very special guest, our friend Mags from Badlands Podcast. Mags, how are you doing this evening, sir? I am doing amazing. I've got my <laughs> racky buzz on. I've just watched what was an amazing WrestleMania. Yep, I am. I am hyped. <laughs> we we are hyped as well. Now, now you said that you were drinking what again, sir? Racky. Rocky. Rocky. Cold. 
R-A-K-R. Let me just check that's probably yes, R A K R. Now now we don't get that too much here in the States. Can can you tell our, our listeners here stateside or or elsewhere in the world who don't get Rocky uh what this is? I I can try and explain what I think it is. Okay. It's, uh, it's, it, it's basically a Turkish uh, liqueur. It's the national drink of Turkey. Uh, me and my family, we holiday in Turkey quite a bit. Um, and, yeah, it's a little bit of paint stripper, a little bit of uh, arsenic, a lot of ketamine, <laughs> uh, all mixed together, flavoured with some aniseed. And, uh, yeah, it's it's... It, it could stop an elephant at 10 paces. <laughs> it, it's brutal. It's absolutely it, brutal. It sounds wonderful, <laughs> truly. <laughs> Man. Yeah, um, I, I actually discovered it when uh, when I, I was on holiday in Turkey and I broke my kneecap. I was at a oh. water park. Um, and their uh, Turkish safety is, is not exactly up to the Western standards, let's we, let we say. Uh, mm. And there was a, a bit of moss on on the, the kind of walkway, and I slipped on this moss and smashed all my kneecap up. Um, yeah, so we went to the Turkish hospital, and uh, yeah, they did not the best. So I was advised by... by uh, a lot of Turkish people to just drink straight racket. It's the best pain killer. And yeah, it, it did. It killed the pain. It damn near killed me. Uh, yeah, if you if you ever suffer from insomnia, just neck half a bottle of, of racket and you'll sleep for about four or five days. Oh, fantastic. So 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 if anybody <laughs> needed it, they could import it perhaps? The, I, I don't know if it'd be on the banned substances listed in, uh, <laughs> in, in America. To be fair, <laughs> that's fair enough. <laughs> uh, well, I, I know Stephen here. He he's been uh, he's been enjoying some uh, uh, some uh, Cruzon mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. rum, mm-hmm. some some clear rums here. Very fitting for the uh, the pirate themed uh, WrestleMania. Yes, Absolutely. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Very very good. Bottle. Steven's put a nice little dent into it so far. So a little, yeah, dent. yeah. Uh, not 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 too much. No, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, just enough to to uh, really kind of lighten the mood. Some mm-hmm. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this has been night one of WrestleMania 36. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I guess, gentlemen, had you asked me a year ago what WrestleMania six would look or thirty six rather would look like, uh, I definitely wouldn't have told you it would look like this. Right. But I think that so far this has actually surpassed my expectations. Uh, so I'll start with you, Mags. What did you think of the show overall tonight? Um, going off, going off like my first thoughts about it, I give it a solid B. Um, hmm. I went in thinking that that this was going to be probably the worst WrestleMania in, in terms of of um, match quality. But, yeah, I was highly, highly surprised. I think the um, – I don't think that WWE should get any grief for this show, what they put on. Um, considering the circumstances that we're all going through with this, with this pandemic, the fact that they pulled out a show that good, I'm highly, highly impressed. I really, really am impressed. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, just to piggyback off that a little bit, I thought night one was really good. Uh, a lot of really good matches on it. There were a few that, you know, weren't amazing, but uh, mm-hmm. overall, really, really good. Um, it, it, it'll be interesting to see what night two looks like. Mm. I don't know if they'll be able to top night one, to be honest, but 
just based off what I've seen on night one, I really like this two night structure that they have going on. I really yeah. like it. I think I think it it could be the way of the future for WWE. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we had Wrestle Kingdom earlier this year, which kind of like, uh, laid that path, and I think. With the, with what's gone on with uh, COVID nineteen, I think mm. this kind of like forced WWE's hand, and it, we might end up getting this kind of situation again because they've they've knocked it out of the park. It's it's hard to to say anything bad about it. Really, they re- mm-hmm. it really was a an entertaining show. Mm-hmm. I, I will say, yeah, I mean, the, the, I think there was definitely some parts. Um, and 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 we've discussed this before. I think both here on our show, and then um, we did, did that roundtable uh, a little bit with uh, with with Conrad, our friend Conrad from the Everything Pro Wrestling show, um, where you know I think I think some of the conversations were geared towards like there are going to be some matches that really stand out and are really done in a spectacular way, and some matches where it's like very apparent that there's not a crowd. But yep. I think that after a certain point in the night. I think it was very much, you know, hey, you know, this is just kind of, you know, <laughs> like 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 they they put it towards a level to where, hey, okay, this is all about the entering action. Mm-hmm. They didn't focus too much on, you know, uh, you know the the hard camera. The hard camera was not existent. They moved the hard camera up to where you're looking at the ramp. Mm-hmm. And Great that, idea. And that really, well, yeah, I mean, it's well, it's what AEW did, right? Yep. Yep. Um, so that they, they kind of took the focus away from it being a fan environment to. Hey, this is what's going on in the ring. It was all about the action going on in the matches. Um, so yeah, I mean, uh, I would say this definitely was um, well above my expectations for what was going to happen in, in tonight's show. Definitely, yeah. Um, let's talk about, I guess, the uh, the first match here on the card, which is actually during the pre-show. Uh, Cesaro and Drew Gulak had a, a relatively short match, but it was I, I found it to be pretty good, actually. Um, so you, you've got like basically Drew Gulak, uh, you know, doing a lot of groundwork. You've got him, you know, uh, I guess trying to out wrestle Cesaro, whereas Cesaro is more or less going for power, trying to go for, you know, um, I guess out muscling, uh, Gulak in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I, I think Gulak performed in a similar way that he did in the Daniel Bryan match a little bit ago. Uh, it was very much, uh, you know, Drew Gulak going for the the reversals and everything like that with, with Cesaro going for, like you said, some of the bigger moves. Um, definitely a shorter match. Um, I, I personally, even though it's on the pre-show, I personally would have liked it to go on a little bit longer just mm-hmm. because both of those guys are really, really talented. Mm-hmm. Um, but that finish with uh, Cesaro and the, the no-hand uh, airplane spin, that was sick, man. Yeah. That was sick. Certainly was. Yeah. Um, I think this match did exactly what it needed to do. It kind of furthered the the, the storyline with uh, Daniel Bryan and and Sami Zayn and 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 that crew. It was um, yeah, it was a fun but very short match. There, both mm-hmm. guys got in, uh, uh, got the opportunity to show off a, a bit of offense. So yeah, mm-hmm. I can't I can't really badmouth it that much. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. I'd actually like to see it again personally. Uh, I, yeah. I, I, but I, I longer. Think... Yeah. A longer one. Mm-hmm. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. If, if it was twice as long, I think they could get a lot more, even more out of that match. Yeah. Well, how long was this one? It was only like, it was like under 10 minutes, right? It, it was uh, less about than five. five. Yeah. It was about five, five minutes. Five. Damn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Give me like 10, 15 minutes of that. Wow. Yeah. 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 
That'd be pretty good. Uh, we get a video package opening uh, of. Uh, it was quite strange. <laughs> it was. Um, I, I they were going for this pirate theme, uh, mm-hmm. and, and, but then like they kept rewinding it. And I think there was like allusions to like, hey, this isn't the WrestleMania that we asked for, but this is the WrestleMania that we're getting, yeah. and and uh, like. Um, something about like the, the night is darkest before the dawn, <laughs> like some right. kind of like <laughs> quote, and it's yeah. like by important person, yeah, someone important. <laughs> um, I uh, felt that, that that opening though, kind of um, now we've watched the full show, it, it was a good bookend mm. if you consider what the last match was and how that last match was framed. So you got like a, an opening of a movie, and basically the, the end fight of a movie, I suppose. Mm. Yeah, yeah. No, you're, no, I could definitely see that. That's that's exactly right. Um, well, wasn't there a scene in this like opening package where like Seth Rollins is fighting like a crab? Yes. Yeah, and yes. and he did the 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 worst curb stomp ever. Yeah, he put about two feet off the ground. <laughs> <laughs> yes, brilliant. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was an interesting opening video package. They gave us different montages of, uh, I guess, uh, America the Beautiful mm. over the years. It is America the Beautiful, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, it's Amer- America yeah. the Beautiful. Yeah. I think that's what it's called. Yeah, yeah, that's the yeah. song. So we we've got like five different national anthems. Right, it's, it's hard to keep track of them. It's getting ridiculous. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like I love America, y'all, but let's let's calm let's down, slow it down here a little bit, guys. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, but yeah, no, it, it was nice. It was a nice touch. Um, you got you got to see like uh, Ray Charles and uh, Aretha Franklin and uh, Willie Nelson. Uh, what was it? Boys to Men was yep. in there too. Yep. Yeah, good times. L- lots of people. John Legend. Uh, yeah. John Legend. Yeah. I think Michelle Williams from Destiny's Child was in there as well. Yeah. Oh, there you go. There you go. Yeah. That that sounds about right to me. Um, so uh, we uh, we we started off hot here with Gronk, <laughs> Rob Gronkowski. <laughs> oh man, those Opening... chops. Those chops were brutal. <laughs> he's, he's, that guy has got wrestling talent. I'm telling you. <laughs> no, absolutely. He's definitely got the charisma for it. Um, he looked like he had been partying most of the day mm-hmm. uh, with, with his his suit and his very dark shades. Mm. Um, and uh, he was joined up at the, uh, I guess, the hosting, uh, I guess, area by Mojo yeah. Raleigh. Um. So so th- there you go. There's that. There. Yeah. <laughs> uh, two very excitable gentlemen right there. Uh, and we had our opening contest of the actual main show of WrestleMania: Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross taking on the Kabuki Warriors mm. Uh, mm. for the WWE Women's Tag Team Championships. Uh, this match went about 15 minutes, and uh, I would say. It was uh, it was actually better than what I expected it to be. It was a very it was a pretty solid opener. Yeah, I mean I I'll definitely agree with that. Um, it I don't know I'm very torn on the Kabuki Warriors just because I I know that Oscar and Kyrie Sane are very very talented. Mm. Um, I feel like when they are together though they don't get to like like show off that talent as mm. heavily. Uh, they put you know obviously they put more emphasis on. Um, you know, tag moves and and being a tag team, which I understand they're they're a tag team. They got to do that. Um, I just, me personally, I prefer the two of them separate than together as the Kabuki Warriors. But that that's just a personal preference. The match itself was still very very good. 
Uh, I'm a big fan of Alexa Bliss. I still think Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross together is a little weird, but mm. eh, it is what it is. Their first title reign was good. Um, now we have the first ever two-time uh, women's tag team champions, so that's cool. It's a good mm. accolade for them. Um, yeah, yeah, it was a good match. It was good. Yeah, I, I would say so. Mags, what do you think? Yeah, I agree. Um, I think it was a little bit sloppy in places. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely agree with that. Uh, but I, I enjoyed the, uh, the the double team move that uh, Asuka and, and Kari pulled off the Candlelight Doomsday device. Um, mm-hmm. It was weird. Nikki's, uh, what, I don't know if it was a wardrobe malfunction or she just felt like unzipping um, uh, kind of busty air. But yeah, that that was kind of weird. But it just it just seems that the WWE don't have faith in in the Kabuki Warriors, so they they kind of put it on someone who they they kind of trust in Alexa Bliss and obviously with Nikki Cross, and I think that ended up being a theme going towards like the a lot of the rest of the results. They kind of it was almost like WWE played it safe with with uh, with the outcomes of the matches. Yeah, I mean, I would say so. I, I and, and I think that they were uh, there. There is something about like them trying to make this more of a feel good WrestleMania, perhaps mm. because of everything that's kind of going on in the world right now. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think there is something to, to be said about it being a, a feel good WrestleMania or them them playing it safe uh, to a degree. I, I mean, I'm, I'm looking here at the results and the baby face is mostly one. I would say. Um, <laughs> uh, with yeah, a few exceptions, and and, and and it's also the established faces as well. I would have mm. I would have said like um, we'll get into it later on. But for instance, like Becca, everyone expected Shayna to to win that, and I think they've stuck with Becky because we're in kind of uh, unparalleled times, and and we don't know whether WWE are going to be like um, able to to produce like content. So I mm. think they're kind of sticking with what is already popular rather than kind of switching it and, and, and not knowing whether that that person will be able to like carry the company mm. going into, into like these uncharted waters almost. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I would absolutely agree with that. Um, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of resources that go into a new champion, you know, mm-hmm. lots of, lots of resources. You got the, the video vignettes, you know, they'll probably do a WWE 24 about it. You know, all, all these kinds of things. There's a lot to it. Mm-hmm. Well, and with the questions about like, okay, where does WWE go from here? What does WWE look like post WrestleMania 36? Yeah. I mean, you, you, you know, you want to make sure that you, I guess, have those resources and are, and are, uh, you know, have as much, I guess, going forward as you possibly can to keep things yeah. interesting, to keep people coming back and watching it. Yeah. Um, on the flip side of that argument, the next match here on the card was actually Elias versus King Corbin, <laughs> which went about nine minutes here. Um, it, yeah. Um, for me, it was about nine minutes too long. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, these poor guys really worked, uh, harder than, than what I think that, uh, they had any right to. Um, but, uh, I mean, Hey, it was a match. Um, I didn't rate it very highly. I'll, I'll, I'll yeah. say that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was it was fine. Um, the the there there wasn't anything like bad about the match, mm. but uh, this match has the problem that personally for me, a lot of WWE matches have nowadays, 
where it's like, okay, but why do I care? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and I think this match suffered from that the most. Um, you know, they had the they had the whole feud with, with Baron Elias, Baron throwing him off the, the balcony or whatever. And it's like, okay, cool. But, like, you haven't really given, given me anything or given me any reason that why this match should be on the WrestleMania card. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, then, and then throw in the fact that I just don't like Baron Corbin and Elias. And then you have <laughs> you have a match that I just don't care about. It's fine. Like if someone enjoys this match, great. I'm really glad. But like WrestleMania, this night one would have been better without this match. That's mm-hmm. that's all I'll say. Yeah, it, it, it was the the epitome of a filler match. Yes. It really, really was. <laughs> and uh, to keep with the bought themes, uh, I think the ship has sailed on uh, Elias's push. Mm-hmm. Uh, but. Corbin did what Corbin does best is that that jackass of a heel. Yes. Um, yes. <laughs> and yeah, it's uh it it was what it was. It was it was never going to be the standout match. It was always going to be that the piss break match and the, right. it served its purpose. It gave us plenty of time to go and relieve ourselves, I suppose. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's it's quite unfortunate that uh that there weren't fans in the stands to like go and leave and take a piss break during this match. Yeah. Um but hey, it is what it is, you know. Yeah, <laughs> I just put I'm surprised uh we didn't see Michael Cole like, in the corner just there. That that would have been great. Like yeah. JBL like where are you going, Cole? <laughs> you just hear like a. <laughs> I'm gonna go get a soda. Yeah, <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> um, very meta, I, I think. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, this. Uh, I mean, Elias defeated King Corbin here. Um, oh, did he? I didn't even know. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, uh, I, I I don't have the finish written down. Uh, I I kind of looked up and I was like, oh, it's it over. It was a schoolboy. It won by a schoolboy, didn't it? A schoolboy. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, and or or as we said in the in the chat, via apathy. By, yeah. by apathy, <laughs> via boredom, perhaps. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, something else, man. I I honestly, I probably couldn't tell you what Elias's finisher is. Uh, but uh, it's uh, the drift away usually. I think. Oh, okay. No, yeah, you're you're you are a hundred percent right. Now you that know, you say that, that it's it's kind of like how you go asleep when you're watching Baron Corbin in the ice <laughs> matches. You drift away. <laughs> this is this is a hundred percent true, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> wow, this this Rocky is making me very very sassy. <laughs> I apologize, Baron. <laughs> no, uh, keep drinking. No, man. no, don't, no need to apologize at all. <laughs> Um, here's an interesting one here. Uh, Becky Lynch versus Shayna Baszler. Uh, Becky Lynch retained her title. She sure uh, did. To the befuddlement of millions watching at home. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong. I really enjoy myself some Becky Lynch. Mm. There is the rumor going around that she may have, there may have been plans to take a little bit of time off her and Seth Rollins to go and maybe get Maui'd. Get married. Get married. Um, who knows? But uh, yeah, interesting choice here uh, for Becky to retain the title. Mags, what do you what do you make of this outcome, and where do you think we go from here? I think that they dropped the ball. I think they should have passed it on to Shayna. But I can, like like I mentioned earlier, I can understand why WWE have stuck with uh, with Becky because. 
we're in uncharted waters again with the boat puns. Uh, yeah. And yeah, I think having Beckett there, it, it does keep the steady ship. She is the face of the company right now. So uh, I understand the, the, the result. It was a it was a decent match. Um, mm. One thing that kind of threw me though was the placing on the card. It was, yes, this is like Becca, who was last year your your star of WrestleMania. She was the last person you see, and and now she's mm. in the middle of day one. It, it just felt out of place. It really did, uh, and maybe that's kind of um, there's been a lot of rumor of. of of Vince not being confident in Shayna, and maybe that's mm. that's what's happened is 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 kind of not being confident and thought we'll bury this in the middle of the card. We'll uh, keep the title on Becca, and the finish was kind of um, it, it keeps the story going because it was a, a very quick finish in in terms of Becky kind of like scrape the victory out. Uh, so I think this feud is definitely carrying on, and again, it's just it's just. Another boat pun coming, but it's staying the course. It's mm. staying the course for for to see what we can get out of out after WrestleMania, I suppose. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I, I I would agree with that that the entire sentiment, really. Yeah, uh, Stephen, do you have anything that you would like to to add to that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, for me, the the match itself, everything aside, uh, it was an okay match. Uh, it was pretty sloppy throughout, in my opinion. Uh, it it just didn't really. Didn't really seem like they they knew what the next uh, next step was gonna be, and I don't know if that's necessarily on Shayna or on Becky or or what. Um, but it, it looked rather sloppy to me uh, throughout the match. Um, my main problem that I have with this match is the finish. Um, mm. Becky winning, very weird. Uh, I, I definitely understand the sentiment that you've been saying, Mags. You know, playing it safe, keeping it on Becky. Uh, I definitely understand that, but at the same time, like. What was the elimination chamber match then? If it's if it's not leading yeah. to this, you know yeah. that that match was not good. But yeah, you buried five girls. Yeah, yeah, five girls to, to build up this one challenger for Becky. Who Becky then goes and beats. So technically, she's buried. Yeah, no, exactly, Becky. exactly. And, and you have the elimination chamber match. That's not a good match, but you can kind of brush it off because it's it's serving a purpose. Right now, it it didn't serve its purpose, and so it was just a bad match, just for the sake of being a bad match. Um, this match was definitely better than that one, uh, but still not the hottest on the card for me. No, agreed. Yeah, um, I'll I'll, I'll add this, um, and, and uh, it, it'll be a, a a tip of the hat to uh, to to our good friend and Mags's sworn enemy, Josh Robinson from the <laughs> Josh Robinson. <Fuck> Josh. <laughs> I just love that we have that on recording on our show. <laughs> that makes me happy. Um, yes, Josh, he, uh, he he did point out uh, the similarities in... All right, everybody. Uh, sorry about that. We had some technical difficulties, and our recording system crashed. Woo-hoo! <laughs> Fuck Google on Gouts. <laughs> but now we're back. Yes. Uh, so um, I think what I was saying... Uh, well, Mags, you said fuck Josh. That right? That was that happened. I yes. don't recall that. <laughs> sure. Let me just check my notes. Uh, yeah. Oh, there yeah. it is. Fuck Josh Robinson. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, so we 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 have our bearings here. We know where we're at. Yeah. Um, 
<laughs> so uh, oh, much, gosh. much, much love, Josh. By the way, uh, so uh, he, Josh, was alluding to um, how I guess with um, with with Shayna losing here, it's it's very similar to how Ember Moon, I guess, um, initially won the title. Right, uh, not won the title, but like retained the title against Shayna, and then Shayna wins on the the repeat match. Mm-hmm. I can definitely see uh, something very similar happening here. Yeah, uh, with mm-hmm. uh, with Shayna winning the return match between these two. Mm-hmm. I could see yeah. it uh, absolutely. Like, uh, like I've been alluding to um, all this show, it is WWE kind of staying the course. It makes sense. We're going to get a rematch down the line, and. Mm. I think we'll get a Shayna win, but also that's a shit take, Josh. Shut your whole face. <laughs> Goodness. All right. Well, we'll have to get Josh on tomorrow uh, so that he can he can have his response, and the, the two of you guys can can work this out here. Uh, a, a, another match here in a similar vein. Uh, Sami Zayn retains the title here against Daniel Bryan, mm. uh, which which I thought was a little bit odd. I really felt like they could have gone with Daniel Bryan winning the Intercontinental title here. Um, yes, uh, they uh, Daniel Bryan is expecting another child sometime soon. Uh, so I mean, props to to him. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. congrats to his family. Yeah. Um, but I, I mean, I do think an Intercontinental title win could be would be nice for uh, as a WrestleMania moment, uh, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, you had Sami Zayn doing a more of a chicken shit heel kind of gimmick, uh, kind of a, a play here. Lots of, uh, 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 I guess, Cesaro and Nakamura kind of uh, standing guard of, of Sami Zayn and preventing Daniel Bryan from getting to them. Um, and, and when the match really kind of picked up in the ring, Daniel Bryan was very dominant, and then out of nowhere, uh, Sami Zayn hits a Huluva kick for the win. Uh, I I thought I really liked kind of where it was going, and then it kind of just ended all of a sudden. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, no, I mean my my main problem with the match was just how like Daniel or uh, uh, Sami Zayn, Zayn got like no offense in like almost the entire match. He was mm-hmm. just like you like you had said, uh, just doing the chicken shit heel, uh, running out of the ring every time Brian gets close to him, um, and, and just all in all getting no offense in. Bam, gets a huluva kick out of nowhere, wins the match. And it's just kind of like, okay, cool. Yeah, nice. I, I, I get that take. I understand that. But I think it kind of uh, adds to uh, Sammy's character of being this kind of cheeky cheeky who hides behind his uh, his his group. I think, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, I was surprised at the, the, the entrance video being so political. I don't know how he's pulled that one past Vince McMahon. Uh, he wants to be careful he doesn't end up in a... In a Turkish embassy, chopped up and uh, put into some suitcases. If you can't yeah, exactly. that. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I thought this would be the the kind of sleeper match of the of the weekend. And whilst it was a good match, it yeah, it kind of didn't live up to that. Um, but I, I'm not too upset about it. We got some great offense by Daniel Bryan, and, and it kind of does keep the status quo with Sami Zayn being the champion. And I think it would have been a bit. Um, a bit too early to take that title off him, um, especially with it being his first uh, WWE singles title. Um, mm-hmm. I think just having it for like a, a couple of months would have been a bit a bit unfair on him. So, yeah, we'll see where it goes. I can see these running this back uh, in the near future. Yeah. 
I mean, it was better than the uh, Elias King Corbin match. So mm. there's that. Yeah, no, I don't know. That was that was a quality match. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> it was horrific. It was horrific. <laughs> uh, this this is where the show really started picking up for me. Yes. Is this triple threat ladder match here with mm. jo- John Morrison, Jimmy Uso, and Kofi Kingston? Um, man, uh, I mean, this was certainly, uh, a, a contender for match of the night mm-hmm. up to this point. Um, I really felt the same way about the Sami Zayn and Daniel Bryan match initially before the show. And then after seeing this, you know, this was uh, just, um, outstanding, yeah. uh, uh, lots of drama, lots of killer spots mm-hmm. by by all these guys um mags take it away man what did you feel about this uh, this match yeah when when it was uh announced that it'd be like a a singles match but yet for the tag titles i thought this is gonna be some kind of bullshit uh but <laughs> it weren't it, it was it was the best in-ring match on the card by a by a long long way uh, yeah. all three guys were superb that that tightrope walk by john morrison i think oh. john morrison for me was was the star of the show he did so well that tightrope walk was amazing um the starship pain onto the the ladder was amazing mm. um coffee's uh attempt at doing a drop kick through the ladder that was a uh it, it looked to me like that was a botch and they kind of like went with it on the fly cat, uh caught him and threw him out of out of the ring yeah all three guys really really give it i like how they kind of sold that that this was a painful match uh, mm. uh jimmy Uso uh with a i think it was a, a knee injury like near enough straight off the bat uh the massive ladder that they had a bridge uh, going from the, the the barricades to the ring. I felt they could have maybe done more there with that. Um, mm. But yeah, th- this was a st- uh, an outstanding match, and it was, like I said, the by far the the best in ring match on the card. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, there's not much else I can say that, that you haven't already said. I definitely agree with all of that. Uh, this was definitely my match of the night, well, for sure. The this ending, though, that ended. What, what a, oh, I know. a unique way of finishing that match. Yeah. That was that was so well done. So mm-hmm. well done. Mm-hmm. No, it, it was just a killer, killer match all the way through. Like, like you said, really big spots. They, they sold everything super well. It looked painful as hell. Uh, one thing I liked, uh, that they were doing was because it's an empty arena, you can hear what's going on in the ring Mm. a lot more. Um, and really like hearing those ladder shots and and really hearing them talk to each other and, and, you know, Uso, uh, uh, Jimmy Uso, you know, talking trash to Kofi (laughs) and and everything like that. It it was just a spectacular match. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think that you, you gave, you said something that was very poignant, Stephen. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of when we were watching the show, you were like, "This is the first match of the night where I I, I didn't notice that there wasn't a crowd." Yeah, yeah. And I think that speaks tr- truly to how awesome this match was. Yes, you could call it a spot fest if you want to, but there is some psychology involved in this mm-hmm. too. And I, I think that you know a match like this that really helps the viewer buy in. Uh, to the match and buy into the show in general, I think that really, really helps things. Yeah. Um, so yeah, this was a, a standout match to me um, for for the night. Yeah. Um, when, when I saw that it was uh, being changed to a singles match, hmm. I was like, oh, God damn it! Like this match was going to be so good. Yeah. And, and now it's a singles match. All right, we'll see how it goes. 
man, they killed it. They they honestly killed it. Yeah, and and I think they they picked the the right three guys to yes. do it too. Yes. Yeah. And and again, like we've alluded to in with uh, the other matches, it left the door open for this to carry on with the mm-hmm. way that they finished all three guys having all of the tiles and and the hook, and then uh, John Morrison kind of just just about uh, grabbing those tiles before falling to the floor. It it means that we can get to run this back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hundred percent agree. Hundred percent agree with that. Um, yeah, so that was a it was a very very well done match. Very oh, yeah. very good stuff. It's killer. Um, I also liked this next match here. You get you guys. Uh, Kevin Owens uh, defeated Seth Rollins here twice. Really? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, they had a a very good kind of uh, first match. Um, you know, with uh, it reminded me a lot of um, maybe. Uh, a more WWE take on some of their Ring of Honor stuff that they've done before, um, which, which is nice. I mean, it's, it's a lot less WWE-esque than maybe some of the stuff that, that we've seen on Raw or in some of their tag matches and stuff like that. Um, uh, but uh, it did end with a DQ at first, uh, where Seth Rollins uh, nailed Kevin Owens with the ring bell. Uh, and then we proceeded to see uh, Kevin Owens grab the microphone and say, you know, that he's not finished with with Seth Rollins. You know, he wants to keep going. You know, he he challenges Seth Rollins to a no disqualification match right on the spot. Rollins says, you know, <laughs> don't you know when you're done? Basically, uh, to Owens, um, Rollins just you know with an unmerciful beating on on Owens with with a chair you know uh, some really great kind of off the I don't know if this was off the cuff by Rollins or if he was instructed to say these kind of things but you know I, I felt as though it was good in the moment you know him talking to Kevin while he was just pummeling him with the chair um Kevin Owens did make a comeback of sorts uh hits Rollins with the ring bell I believe twice um and then uh Proceeds to lay Rollins on the table, climb up onto the WrestleMania set above the ring and out, uh, above the uh, the commentary booth, and he leapt off with an elbow drop, and that was pretty much the end of Seth Rollins right there. Yeah. It was funny because I remember making a joke in that moment where he like laid him on the table, and yeah. I was like, "All right, now jump off the WrestleMania sign," <laughs> and then he did it. <laughs> it was great. Yeah, it was a very spectacular scene. I thought. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. What do you and think? It, it was good that yeah, it it was good that we got our WrestleMania moment, and that was it. Um, I w- I was kind of concerned where we were going to get a WrestleMania moment, especially with it being in such a like a close set, and we definitely got it. Uh, for me, I thought that these two specifically used the fact that there was no crowd to kind of. Um, elevate their own characters with the way that they were like giving each other like uh, loads of shit talk. I thought that they played that really well to perfection almost. Um, and I absolutely love the fact that Kevin Owens comes out with a, a, a KO Mania t-shirt every time he's on KO on uh, WrestleMania with a, a new number. He was just brilliant. Great, great result. Uh, well, great results for, for Kevin. Um, and yeah, I, I really, really enjoyed this match. I thought I thought, yeah, this was very, very entertaining. Yeah, no, I definitely agree with uh, you know both of both of you guys and what you've said about the match. Uh, I, I like your point, Mags, about saying um, you know how these guys were you know with the trash talk and everything like that. They it really elevated this match to another level um, that it, it might have not been able to get to had there been a crowd in the arena. 
um, hearing the back and forth between them and, and that back and forth leading to actions like, you know, Seth Rollins hitting uh, Kevin Owens with a chair. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you have Kevin Owens jumping off the WrestleMania sign. And right before he says, right before he does that, he's like, how's this for a WrestleMania moment? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, exactly. hearing, hearing that trash talk, man, it, it really just, it made it. And it's such a yeah. small little thing, but uh, w- when you get those details correctly, you get a match like this where it's like, yes, there's big moves. Yes, it looks really painful, but there's also a really nice story going on here. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, the only the only time I felt that this this match needed a crowd was uh, on Seth Rollins' uh, entrance music. I felt that burn it down, burn it down. Yeah, it just doesn't work without that massive crowd chant. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah, the, the guys pulled it out. Uh, whilst it wasn't my favourite match on, on the card, it was definitely the, the WrestleMania moment that, that I'll remember for the longest. For sure, yeah. Yeah, I, I will uh, definitely agree with that. That It was a, it was a great uh, uh, little match there. Um, I, I liked how they kind of ran it back again and did the no DQ aspect to it. Yeah, I, I thought it was perfectly fine. It was right off the bat, too. They weren't just mm-hmm. like, you, me, on Raw. Right. Blah, blah, blah. They were like, no, nah, we're doing it right now. Yeah. I, I like that. Very, very Owens. Yeah, very yeah. Very Owens. Yeah, because um, I, I I know in our group chat when the the first finish ended with uh, the DQ, I think everybody was kind of like disappointed, thinking, "Wow, what a, what a, what a, a weak way to finish it, and then for it mm. to carry on and and then get a second uh, finish." Yeah, I thought they worked worked that really well. I think it was almost kind of like playing with the the viewers' emotions, like yeah, yeah. WWE are, are going to be shit houses here and just do the, <laughs> the bare minimum. And they didn't. They pulled it out. Yeah, good on them. Yeah, yeah. I, I had it in my notes here. I wrote, uh, it was good. It was definitely going somewhere. And then we got a raw finish to a WrestleMania match. And I was <laughs> and I was very salty. But then Owens was like, all right, let's do this no DQ. And it made up for it. And I forgot all yeah. about it. Yeah, yeah. I, I think these are these are all good analyses. Analyses. Analysis. 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 For for the for this match. Um, Fuck Josh Robinson, by the way. Just <laughs> just in case we haven't made that abundantly clear. <laughs> Josh, I, I think uh, I think you have to come on the show tomorrow. Yeah. Now. Yeah. <laughs> you have to clear you, your name. You have to respond to these claims. <laughs> um. Uh. Here's. Uh, in more ways than one, perhaps the most intriguing match, <laughs> he, he, despite how uninteresting it was, uh, one of the most intriguing matches here. Uh, I mean, because look, we were looking at this in January, and I think everyone and their mother believed that it was going to be Roman Reigns versus uh, the Fiend, and then we get to Saudi Arabia, and the Fiend drops the title to Goldberg. In, in a move that is widely believed to be because Vince McMahon be- wanted to have as much star power at Mania as possible. Maybe he didn't believe The Fiend was a big enough draw to to, to kind of carry a universal title match. I, I'm not sure. Um, and then you... you <laughs> all of this, I guess, madness goes on in the world, right? Uh, we were going to have Goldberg versus Roman Reigns, and, and then we have this coronavirus outbreak. And obviously, I, I harbor no ill will to Roman Reigns. I completely understand and respect his point of view of not wanting to work WrestleMania amid all of these fears, especially 
considering that uh, he is indeed immunocompromised, rather, uh, you know, based off of his recent treatments uh, for his leukemia. Uh, so, you know, props to Roman Reigns for knowing, you know, when to hold him and when to fold him, so to speak. But we only got an alert just, I believe it was just last night, that Braun Strowman would instead be in the match. And it wasn't on TV, from what I could tell. If it was, forgive me. But I I first saw it on Twitter. That's how I learned that this match was going to go down. Mm -hmm. Um, So for me, it was, you know, do do you give the title to Braun Strowman, who's not really the strongest guy on the roster right now, Versus, do you continue to pay Goldberg millions of dollars to continue to hold the title uh, and run it back with Goldberg and Roman Reigns at SummerSlam? And uh, after a match that was quite short, (laughs) uh, I believe it was only, uh, yes, it was just over two minutes. And it was full of only finish moves. Um Braun Strowman is your new universal champion. <laughs> um, gentlemen, I, I guess, Ma- Mags, we'll start with you. What What do you make of this, sir? <sighs> that title <laughs> means absolutely fuck all now. Yes. Absolutely means nothing. And if Goldberg got, got made to look like a bitch from Braun Strowman... <laughs> Braun Strowman, who lost his title to Sami Zayn, just think about that. What was that a, a month or two ago? Yeah, and he's that. now he's now beaten the person who beat the Fiend, the Fiend, the Fiend who beat Daniel Bryan, the Fiend who destroyed Seth Rollins, and they all got beat by someone who couldn't beat Sami Zayn. Oh, <laughs> wrestling maths—it's just ridiculous. I, I get why they did it. They couldn't keep paying. Uh, Goldberg to kind of sit on the title, I wouldn't have put it on Braun Strowman at all. I, I think his star power has, has very much gone. Mm. Um, but yeah, it was a it was an awful match, won by an awful wrestler. Uh, <laughs> let's move on. Yeah, <laughs> Stephen. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, I first would rather first. Josh Robinson won that match. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and that is um, saying so much. So the match sucked. Uh, let's get that out of the way. Uh, that's beside the point. Um, the The match was just terrible. It sucked. Um, <laughs> but Braun, yes, Braun with the title now, huh? Yes, the man that just lost to Sami Zayn. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hmm. That uh <laughs> doesn't make any sense whatsoever. <laughs> Um, no. <laughs> thank you, WWE, I guess. Um, yeah. What are you doing? What the fuck? That doesn't make any sense. It, like, that, that's my main problem with this. Like, yeah, the match was terrible. Yeah. But that, But my main problem is Braun? Really? Yes. Think, really? Yeah. yeah. And, like, Braun's, Braun's fine. He's not, like, he, he's not... Uh, I mean, he's no Daniel Bryan. I mean, he's no Daniel Bryan, but he's also no Roman Reigns, which I can't stand Roman Reigns. Wow. Um, <laughs> I definitely like Braun more than Roman. I'll, I'll say that without a doubt. But he just he doesn't deserve the title. I'm sorry. It, it doesn't make 
any sense why he would have the title. I'll leave it at that. See, I, I disagree with you to to that extent. I actually like Roman more than I like Braun. Hey, that's great. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, that's awesome. I'm, I'm I'm happy for you. <laughs> I, I think this kind of does speak though of, of uh, the lack of star power yeah. on yeah. WWE programming. Mm-hmm. Um, if R- Roman obviously is Vince's guy, and if he's out, there's there's not really a, a kind of like a plan B. And mm. if you plan B is Braun Strowman, wash these hands. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's not good, is it? Yeah, no. <laughs> and I, like, and I also refuse to believe that Braun was Plan B. Mm. Like, Braun's got to be at least <laughs> yeah, plan, plan, plan like X. D or E. Like at least. Uh, yeah, everyone was just like, me. yeah, a match with Goldberg for the title. Nah, I'm good. I'm good. Well, look, yeah, like I mean, put Cesaro in there. I'd watch oh, that. Oh man, that would have been killer. I'd watch that. Um, yeah, I mean, why couldn't you put Cesaro versus Goldberg? I mean, you like, put Braun versus Goldberg because and he that's... was facing Drew Gulak on the pre-show. Obviously, that, that's right. way more important. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, I mean, th- there is. Um, I I will say to the positive, and this is this is not. Um, I'll, I'll rephrase. This is not the most positive thing, but the, I, the there least is negative. Yes, the least negative thing. You have a chance to remake Braun Strowman now. You have a True. chance to to say, "Hey, remember three years ago when we really should have put the title on Braun?" Yeah. So so just forget that that ever happened. We're gonna remake Braun now, and we're gonna try and make it work. And well, you, I mean, it's you, it's a shot. You, you kind of have that chance, but if uh, if the 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 lockdown gets any more um, severe, mm. you're not going to see him as the champion. So it's going to be a massive, massive waste of time. True. Uh, <laughs> we'll yeah, see nobody. It just, yeah, it just shows the horrific like fly by the city pants booking that WWE have done with that mm-hmm. universal title. They mm. shouldn't have put it on The Fiend. They sh- definitely shouldn't have put it on Goldberg. Um, it definitely should not be on Braun Strowman. Yeah. Jesus, well. Yeah. It means nothing. Just the... I, would, I would rather be the 24-7 champion than the Universal champion right now. It's yeah, really it, it's it's crazy how the last few Universal champions totally didn't deserve to be Universal champion, right? Or or no. or weren't weren't ready to be Universal champion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wild. Um, <laughs> um, we end WrestleMania uh, thirty six night one on a high note. Yes, we do, gentlemen. The Boneyard match between Undertaker and AJ Styles. Uh, was something unlike anything that I've ever seen in a WWE environment. And and I think that while um, the previous match between Braun Strowman and Goldberg proved to us the worst of WWE, this proved to us how much potential that they could really have during these kind of weird times. Um, and uh, it, it was kind of mind-blowing. Yeah. It was, it was very cinematic. They did this in a graveyard. Um, it was basically a, 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 a boneyard. Thank you, Mags. A, How dare you, sir? Yeah. How dare you? Sorry if I offended because anybody else. Graves and he got buried in a grave doesn't mean it was a graveyard. It was a boneyard. Yes. This was Born a hole. yeah. Bone holes. Yes. So can we not say buried alive? Can, do do we have to now use like he he was he? Was, I don't want to say that Undertaker stuck AJ in the. <laughs> Bone hole. In the bone hole. <laughs> that doesn't sound right. 
God. I just want to veto that out of existence. <laughs> I wasn't well, going to go there, but you made that ten times better than what I was going to plan. So, you know, <laughs> hey, let's let's just do that. <laughs> um, this is a... <laughs> oh, goodness. Uh, so this is basically a Buried Alive match that takes place in a... a um, a boneyard, thank you, Mags. Uh, <laughs> and uh, it was it was super cinematic because mm-hmm. you you get the hearse driving into the boneyard, and uh, <laughs> uh, you think it's the Undertaker. You you see the minions come out of the the hearse, and they 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 take the the coffin out of uh, the back of the hearse, and the, out pops AJ Styles. Yeah. All the while, Undertaker's music also, is playing. It was so good. It was so so good. Yeah. Was so good. Very well it. done. Um, and then you had uh, Undertaker. Uh, he he's I guess riding down this dirt road leading to the Boneyard, and uh, <laughs> he's playing some Metallica really loud. I guess he's got really great speakers on that motorcycle. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and uh, he uh, he enters the Boneyard as American Badass Undertaker. Man, who who'd have thunk it? Some crazy stuff, man. I I wouldn't have thunk it. No, nope. <laughs> um, a, a very good cinematic brawl. Gallows and Anderson do get involved at points, um, but I mean, I really probably can't summarize this match and do it any justice. I just recommend if you're listening to this podcast and you haven't checked out this match for any particular reason, you need to go check it out because it was actually uh, a little bit over half an hour, but it was very, very, very fun. Mm-hmm. What did you make of the match, Steven? I thought it was great. I thought it was really great. Um, Definitely not at all what I was expecting. Mm. I don't, to be fair, I don't really know what I was expecting. Mm. Um, But just the fact that, you know, hey, it's a Boneyard match, but they didn't really say what that was. It's like, okay, what the hell is this going to be? Right. Um, And then then when we finally got to the match and we saw that it was going to be this, like, cinematic, like, experience kind of thing, I was very turned off at first. Uh, I, I was thinking, like, man, this looks like a crappy B-grade this, movie. This is some Bray Wyatt shit right now. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> I, okay, this is this is super weird. I'm not about it. Um, somewhere, somewhere halfway through, I think, uh, maybe even a little bit before that, um, just the there was pyro going on. The lighting was great. The set that they made was great. The shit talking between them was great, mm. and, and I think it was just the entire package finally came together for me. And then from you know ten minutes in on, I was all in on the match, and, and I thought they did it really well. And, and like you said, it's just a very interesting match. Mm. You know, it, it's kind of shades of a casket match almost, but yeah, in, in a boneyard. Yes, yeah, it's, it's like halfway between a buried alive. It's it's like basically a buried alive match off site. Yeah, 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 pretty much. Um, but no, it, it was super weird, but really great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and and Mags, how did you feel about the match, man? I mean, I know that you were you were ecstatic in the chat about this match, and uh, yeah, I, I loved it from the minute they opened the casket and it was AJ Styles. I thought, yep, this has got me hook, line, and sinker. It was so. You, you guys have both said it. It was so cinematic. It was nothing like I expected, and and it was by far the best thing on this card by mm. a long, long stretch. We had Undertaker doing a Matt Hardy uh, uh, teleporting out of out of the the 
the bone oh, yeah. hole. Mm-hmm. The bone hole. <laughs> <laughs> we, had, we had kind of a dark order uh, uh, moment where uh, Undertaker was going to get attacked by minions. That yeah. pyro on, on, on top of the, the barn roof. I mean, I want to know what, what boneyards have a barn that in such close proximity to them. Right. Uh, Poor design. But, <laughs> yeah, it certainly is. Uh, yeah. But the 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 spot where um AJ got choke slammed off the off the barn roof, the pyro. I loved every second of this. I could have I could literally watch a two hour movie of the build up to this and this be the like the climactic fight. It was mm. brilliant. We mm. got the carry moment at the end where AJ uh stuck his hand out of the bone hole. Um yeah, it was just <laughs> amazing. Loved it. I loved every second of it. The, but for me the the best part was the shit talking again. It yeah. was we didn't get kind of the rest in peace Undertaker voice. We got his normal voice and mm-hmm. we got his normal kind of like, oh you've done it now, boy. Uh yeah, you want to apologize now. Oh, it was yeah. just brilliant. Yeah, I loved it. I absolutely loved it. It was the best thing that 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 WWE did this weekend. Well, on mm. this car on this uh oh, WrestleMania anyway. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, it was brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant. Mm. Yeah, man, I, I I thought it was great. I mean, you, you had Undertaker and like you said, like, uh, I mean, you could you could literally build a movie around this this 35 minute scene here. Yeah, but you have, have the Undertaker and he's kind of like this like old Clint Wood, Clint Eastwood, like esque badass kind of kind of character. He, he's like he's like kind of out of his prime, but he's still like hard as nails. Mm. Right. And uh, you know he's he's throwing this old this uh, this young kid into the bone hole, and uh, you know he's trying to bury him alive for kind of what uh, what what the young upstart kind of was saying about him. Um, yeah, I mean there was so many different layers to kind of what we were shown in this match, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, it's um, it, it's just a very fascinating thing. I, I think that this is something that. Uh, that they really showed the potential for what they could be doing week in week out with with all of these kind of you know raws that are going on where the hey you know half the show is highlights and old matches and then the other half is promos and maybe a couple of live matches you know it's little stuff like this that really kind of i guess makes it come full circle yeah right? yeah definitely you know it it, it makes had, me uh had... oh go ahead max I was just going to say, if if we had stuff like this on Raw and SmackDown, I would be encouraged to come out of my self-imposed uh, hiatus from watching because yeah. that mm. was brilliant. It was that that was would draw in a lot of uh, kind of disillusioned fans because mm. I've looked at the kind of feedback it's got off Twitter and and it's 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 got like A's across the board. Everyone's mm-hmm. absolutely loved it. So mm. they should run with this. They should see that this has got so much potential and, and do things like this. Maybe not not exactly in this style, but do things like this, like more kind of off uh in the studios kind of uh filming and more cinematic stuff like this. It, it really mm. worked a treat. I would happily watch Undertaker on every WrestleMania for the next ten years if that's the kind of quality we're gonna get. Yeah, 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 absolutely. I agree. Um, I, I was just gonna say, you know, when when I first saw this match, uh, you know, it was called the Boneyard match, and then the the Cena Fiend match is called a Firefly Funhouse match. Mm. And when I first saw both of those matches, I just immediately wrote them off. I was like, okay, those are gonna be some mm-hmm. some gimmicky piece of crap matches. Um, 
I'm really excited for the Firefly Funhouse match now. If it's if it can be similar or or similar to that uh, kind of cinematic style and somewhat in the vein of what we saw, mm-hmm. it could be really really great. Yeah, I would think so, man. I I, I, I like I said I I'm very encouraged by what we saw here tonight mm-hmm. and, and kind of where the ending left us. Um, it was a perfect footnote to night one. Yeah. I'm very excited uh, to see what happens here on night two. Night two does not look like any kind of slouch of a card either. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll, we're going to have uh, Liv Morgan and Natalia rip, uh, uh, having a, a one-on-one match on the pre-show, it looks like. Uh, we'll also have uh, Rhea Ripley defending the NXT Women's Championship against uh, Charlotte Flair, uh, Brock Lesnar versus Drew McIntyre for the WWE Championship, uh, as uh, Stephen alluded to, the Firefly Funhouse match between John Cena and The Fiend Bray Wyatt, uh, a Fatal Five-Way elimination uh, match for the WWE SmackDown Women's Championship. Uh, Bailey will be taking on Lacey Evans, Naomi, Sasha Banks, and Tamina. I am looking forward to that match. Uh, looks like we also have uh, a slight change here to the Raw Tag Team Championship match. The Street Profits will be defending against not only Austin Theory and Angel Garza, but also the Viking Raiders. Ah, uh, interesting. So this will be... Is there any gimmick on that match, or is it just no, a tag? Just, just looks like a triple threat tag. Okay, that's what right we're on. looking at here. Mm. Alistair Black will be facing off with Lashley in what will only be, hopefully, a 10-second match with a black mask. Um, <laughs> Edge versus Randy Orton in a last-man-standing match. And, of course, the blow-off to the uh, feud of the century, as far as SmackDown is concerned. Otis versus Dolph Ziggler. Of course. For the for the love and affection of Mandy Rose. How could I forget? <laughs> so this will be uh this will be quite interesting, guys. Um with that said, for night two, Mags, are you down to play some if wishes were fishes? I certainly am. All right. If, wish, if fishes were bitches, weren't it? Or if witches were bitches, we were going yes. with. <laughs> yes, the, the, the queen of NE, uh, who is not able to join us this evening, uh, she proposed that we play a new version of the game called If Bitches Were Fishes. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 I'll let her come up with the rules of if bitches were fishes. Yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll figure that one out. Uh, but of course, in the traditional sense, if wishes were fishes is <laughs> underwater. It's underwater. We're <laughs> uh, on a boat, motherfuckers. <laughs> don't you ever forget. Um, it, it, we uh, we play this fun game at the end of the show. If you haven't heard before, or if you've been with us since the beginning, if wishes were fishes is where we each take turns. Making a wrestling-related wish, yes, and the others grade them, yes, indeed, in terms of fishes, yes, yes. Um, so I guess we'll we'll have one wish each. We'll kind of go in the round, and uh, yeah, uh, maybe make a wish for night two. Mm. If wishes were fishes, mm. what would you like to see out of night two of this WrestleMania card? Um, uh, so I'll give us a few seconds here, just to kind of think it over. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Fish, yes. Mm, gotta get some. Gotta get some fish. Marlins. <laughs> uh, all right, I think I've got one. Steven, you got yours. I do. What about you, Mags? Um, yeah, I've I've got one. Okay, fantastic. All right, well, uh, I, I guess I can start. 
Go ahead, man. I'll, I'll go ahead and start this one. Uh, if wishes were fishes. Um, <laughs> when it comes to this uh, uh, Braun, not Braun Strowman, goodness, Drew McIntyre and Brock Lesnar match, uh, I do wish that this match um, goes on actually second to last. Um, so we, we would actually finish the night with the last man standing match between Edge and Randy Orton. Great idea. And the uh, the, the match between Drew McIntyre and Brock Lesnar ends in a no contest, uh, at which point we get to run it back at SummerSlam, hopefully in time for you know uh, people to start attending live events once again. Because I mm. think the coronation of Drew McIntyre uh, fits all the better with a crowd. Mm. I definitely like that. Definitely like that because you know it. If he does end up winning it tomorrow night, you know he, he's not going to have that that shot. You, you know, mm-hmm. the, you know the camera shot where they're where they're on the <laughs> ring post and, and they're they're holding the belt. He'll the have confetti's a, coming down. He'll have a shot. It's not going to, but be, it's not the shot. It's not the. It's shot. not the WrestleMania shot with mm-hmm. the crowd in the back. You know, losing their freaking mind. Mm-hmm. So I, I definitely like that wish. Uh, definitely think. Uh, you know, a live crowd would be more suiting for the coronation of Drew McIntyre. So for that, mm. for Imbu Pufferfish. Ooh, yes, interesting. Yes, are those the are are all pufferfish poisonous? I am not the one to ask that question. <laughs> Imbus are. Oh, okay. Well, I know that. Well, fantastic. Yeah, well, good. We have four of them. I'll, I'll take them. <laughs> gotta gotta do some research on yeah. how to protect myself <laughs> i think uh with pufferfish you just have to cook them a certain way yeah 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 you gotta have some special uh like i think it's the slaughtering yeah that, yeah yeah if you cut into like certain parts of the body that's what releases the poison mm-hmm. well there you go there you go <laughs> careful with those fish <laughs> thank you <laughs> appreciate that mags you got any fish for tanner yeah, I I like it, and I think it will go along with uh, the kind of theme that we've we've laid out of uh, of WWE, kind of uh, staying the course mm-hmm, and keeping mm-hmm. the title on 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 people who they, Vince seems to trust. So yeah, I'd go with uh with that, and I'm actually gonna go. I'm gonna not even give you a proper fish. I'm gonna give you a song called The Fish. Bad, the band yes because i agree with you there you so go you get yes and their track the fish beautiful i've actually heard that song it's it's quite nice i like it thank you max <laughs> that's a really enjoyable uh, reward there I'll, I'll put it right along with my puffer fish that steven gave me um uh mags would you like to go next yeah um i think we've uh with the the news that you guys brought to me of uh, the Viking Raiders being added to that tag team match, mm-hmm. I think that WWE should put those titles on the Viking Raiders, and we get a dominant Raw tag team in the Viking Raiders. So that's what I wish. I wish the Viking Raiders got those Raw tag team titles and mm-hmm. went on a mad dominant run. Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. Absolutely. 100%. They've yeah. been crucified since leaving NXT, and it makes me so, so sad. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, so, yes. I, I, it, it pains me. As someone who's, um, who's kind of bread and butter was tag team wrestling, it pains me the, the quality of, of tag teams that, that WWE have. 
and mm-hmm. that it's and it's kind of not a priority. Um, so yeah, it, this could be the start of of kind of elevating the the tag divisions and yeah, put the titles on the Viking Raiders. Mm, yes, I yes. like it. I, I like it a lot as well. Uh, I, I think you hit the nail on the head with this one here, Mags. And for that, I, I have to give you four hammerhead sharks because that that is spot on, my friend. You hit the nail on the head, and and I really, really uh, agree. Uh, yes, they need to put those tag team titles on the Viking Raiders and give them a, the dominant run that they deserve. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Now, we just need to get them some good competition in there. Mm-hmm. Have some good matches, some solid stuff. Man. Yeah, I, I'm I'm giving you uh, four and a half silver arowanas because uh, it's a very beautiful fish. Beautiful fish. Half. Uh, half very, uh, who gets the who gets the other half? <laughs> well, you get all of it, but so I really the, the tail half or the head half. Uh, or head half. Like, or we're going like kind of like the fillet. Yeah, yeah, head half. <laughs> Or, or I can give you another full one. And go for the full five. I was going with that. I don't know either. I'm just, I'm just here for the ride. I'm just happy to be here. You know, just handing out fish. Just handing out fish. You know, slanging fish. <laughs> um, for my wish. Uh, yeah, segues right. Uh, so it, it's a pretty standard wish. Yeah. Um, well, I guess the first part is uh, Drew McIntyre beats Brock Lesnar. That, so that's the first part of my wish. Mm. Uh, the second part that actually makes it a wish, though, is we finally get that moment with Drew McIntyre. He's on the corner post holding his title, confetti. Mm. People are losing their minds. It's 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 nuts. It's mayhem in there. Everyone's so happy for Drew McIntyre, yes. right? And then Keith Lee walks out. Oh shit! And Keith Lee walks Ooh. out and. Uh, comes out and basically says you ain't shit drew uh show me what you got and uh leads to uh mcintyre versus keith lee tells him to bask in his glory exactly (laughs) exactly yeah that would be super wouldn't it Mm -hmm. oh man i I want i want both guys going for the title to be two fantastic full-time employees of wwe stop with this half the this part time part timer bullshit. Mm. I'm done with it. Mm. I'm done with it. Mm. Give me McIntyre, Keith Lee. Those guys are gonna have a stupidly awesome match. Yeah, just let them have it. Even if it was just a one off for Keith Lee to come up for just a program, real quick. I think it's. I think that's a, a, a smart move. And well, he's been coming up a little bit. Uh, you know, on uh, like Royal on the, Rumble and Royal like Rumble Survivor Series. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So I mean, they've kind of alluded to him coming up uh, mm. a couple times, and uh, man, I, I think this could be the moment where they finally pull the trigger on him. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I like that a lot, and and uh, and probably my favorite part is kind of what you pointed out here, and that, um, yes, I think in the modern sense of these heavyweight matches. You've got your Brock Lesnar's and your Goldberg's and your Braun Strowman's who, and and to an extent as well, your Roman Reigns's who really only have a collection of maybe five moves that they'll do over mm-hmm. the course of a match. And yes, that is annoying as hell because mm-hmm. that's not a match at this point. It's it's like you're it's like you're playing SmackDown versus Raw right. or WWE 2K whatever, and you're just hitting the the finisher button over and yeah, over and like, over again. Like you got the cheats on to yeah. where you just have your finisher all the yeah, time. Yeah, you get un- unlimited specials, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Um, 
and, and with this here, you would have Drew McIntyre and Keith Lee, two guys who would really know how to build a great match together. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I, I think that's what I would like most. I think I think it would show a lot of people, hey, you can have a heavyweight title match that isn't boring as hell. Right. Um, so yeah, I mean, uh, I'm going to give you the, the full five, five blue Marlins for Ooh, that one. Unofficial headlock talk sponsor. Yes. Un- unofficial headlock talk fish. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes. Um, well, thank you. Yeah. That, that's my take on that here. Uh, Mags, what do you make of Steven's wish here of Drew McIntyre versus Keith Lee? Yeah. When I, when I think of McIntyre, I think of Lee, I, I kind of see them as, as two of the potential like faces of WWE going into like the next next 10 years or so mm-hmm. um we spoke earlier about kind of how WWE is struggling to make like these superstars but with those two guys they've definitely got two people who who can stand out um and kind of be the trophies of WWE so I'm going to give you a trophy fish I'm going to give you two because there's two of them and I'm going <laughs> to give you two giant uh Trevally fishes right on Ooh. right on that sounds beautiful. Well, yeah, and 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 that's and that's such another good point too, Mags. And and, and it made me think like it, Keith Lee and, and Drew McIntyre are they they can both be around like you said for 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 the next five ten years, but it's 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 not like they're like just generic big men like mm-hmm. like the other four that we talked about. Uh, these are guys that are even very vastly different from each other. Right, mm. um, and, and and I really like that about these two. So, Stephen, I really hope that this wish comes true for for all of us. <laughs> yeah, truly. No, it'd be sick for sure. <laughs> um, well, uh, that concludes night one of WrestleMania. Mags, yes. um, thank you, thank you from the bottom of our hearts for coming on the show tonight and and talking with us. It was a, a true pleasure uh, t- to have you on the show. Um, where can our listeners find more of you? Well, it was absolute honour to to not only be on the show but being the in the the chat during this uh this mm. unique and amazing WrestleMania. I've had so so much fun. So uh, thank you for for that. Um, you can definitely not find me at Josh Robinson Double Zero. <laughs> Don't follow that account because the person running that is a is a dick. So yeah, unfollow unfollow at Josh Robinson Double Zero for a start. Uh, <laughs> Oh man, I've, I've never in a million years. <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, uh, you can find me on Twitter at DAJ Kirby. You can definitely follow that account. It's way better, more fun than Josh Robinson Double Zero for a damn sure. Um, man, I you're burying him harder than Undertaker. Just dragging <laughs> yeah. him. Josh, get in that bone hole. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you can. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at the AJ You can find my content literally all over. I don't know how I've been so lucky to uh, to be on such amazing networks, but I've got podcasts on uh, on Smart to Death Radio. I've got podcasts on Chairshot.com and on Visionaries Wrestling Network. Uh, mm. While we watch, where I speak to uh, fans and uh, content creators about uh, their love of professional wrestling mm. um, and. Badlands, where we talk about the Mount Rushmore's of uh, of wrestling, and and kind of have a different topic every week with a with a different guest. And then, obviously, if you're into actual properly farting, uh, I have a podcast with my son called Five Rounds, where we discuss uh, UFC. So yeah, come and check mm. me out. Don't check out Josh Robinson Double Zero. He is a massive douchebag. Um, <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> 
hot dear Jacob. Well, th- thank you so much, Mags, for, for like I said, for coming on. And uh, yes, I I just recently uh, scrolled across uh, the the Smart to Death Radio, and I was like, oh, something something different here. I, you know, I didn't know what Anthony had been up to. I, I know that uh, you know, uh, I believe uh, they've just uh, had another addition to their family. So ah, congratulations yes. to yeah. Anthony. Um, and uh, just some amazing stuff going on there with you and Queen and JPQ and Mr. Warren Hayes and Anthony, of course. You know, so that's all very exciting. Big shout out to all of you guys, and and especially a thank you, uh, Mags. Uh, perhaps we see you again tomorrow uh, if, if you're available. I, no, you know. I don't think there's a perhaps about it. I want to face <laughs> that douchebag Josh Robinson. <laughs> I want to put him in his place. He's, he's, he's got too big for his boots running a network and having so many amazing shows. He needs knocking down a peg or two, so I'm going to do that. Fair enough. So, so uh, live on Headlock Talk. Well, same Headlock time, same Headlock channel. Well, I, I'm I'm pleased to, uh, to to be the I guess the facilitator of this I guess the the, the build to this rivalry yeah. here and that we're, that we're gonna the have mediator. this yeah that we're gonna have this go down finally once and for all. Mags, Josh, Josh, you you got to respond here, man. You know this is uh this is very important. Mm-hmm. You know so Josh, we'll we'll see you tomorrow on the show and and uh, Mags, you as well. We will be reviewing night two of WrestleMania 36. Uh, before we head out here, album of the week. This is a, an interesting album here. Uh, I'm going to throw on the old vinyl player here in just a moment. For, for such a unique WrestleMania 36, uh, I'm actually going to recommend uh, The Money Store by Death Grips. Uh, they are an uh, an alternative industrial hip hop trio. Mm. Uh, that uh, yeah, I mean, at, at at first you would you might find their sound to be maybe a bit unsettling, maybe a bit odd, very abrasive um, at, at times, uh, almost violent and paranoid. Uh, but overall, it's full of surprises, and 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 I think it it leaves you actually very satisfied by the end of the entire album, uh, much like this WrestleMania. So um, definitely check it out for all of you audio files, death grips, the money store. Very, very good album here. As far as headlock talk is concerned, you can find headlock talk on Twitter at headlock talk. Highly recommend that you hit that follow button. I'll follow you back. I'll even send you a little message. It's really kind of fun. Aww. We can kind of talk a little bit if you want to. Yeah, it's, it's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, you can also, uh, uh, obviously, hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening to podcasts. Do it right now. Why don't you do it right now? Hit Boop. that subscribe button on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, wherever you listen to podcasts. And uh, as of right now, the best way to support Headlock Talk, if you want to go that extra mile, leave us a five-star rating and review where you listen to podcasts. That only helps us help you help us. Uh, something yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah. There you go. <laughs> uh, if you are a business and you would like to do business with Headlock Talk, uh, we will definitely help advertise your product. Just hit us up at headlocktalk at gmail.com. Again, it's headlocktalk at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Steven, mm-hmm. am I missing anything else? I think you got everything, dude. All yeah. right. Well, again, cheers, Mags. Thank you so much for burning the midnight oil with us. We'll see you again tomorrow night for the showdown between you and Josh. <laughs> it's WrestleMania levels of anticipation here. The headline uh, of WrestleMania. 
<laughs> truly, truly, this has been building for months, and I'm 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 just thankful that it happens here on yeah. Headlock Talk, unsanctioned WrestleMania match. <laughs> so thank you again, Mags, and we will see you guys all again later on this weekend. Thanks for listening, y'all. Bye bye. Later. Whether you're kicking it in the sticks or kicking it at home, lounge in upholstery with a contemporary feel designed for relaxed living with the Brantley Gilbert Collection at Morris Home. Enter online at morrisathome.com win for your chance to win a guitar personally autographed by Brantley Gilbert or one of many Morris Home gift cards to upgrade your home today. That's morrisathome.com win for your chance to win from Morris Home. Introducing Guinness Nitro Cold Brew Coffee Beer. Blending the smooth, creamy nitro taste of Guinness with hints of coffee, chocolate, and caramel. Guinness Nitro Cold Brew Coffee Beer, your new favorite part of the day. Look for it where Guinness is sold. Must be 21 and over to purchase. Please enjoy responsibly. Diageo Beer Company, New York, New York.